0: You're listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis, the one and only podcast that discusses modern plastic surgery and leaves you looking great and feeling better. Welcome, everyone, to The Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, board-certified plastic surgeon. Plastic surgeons love to talk about the healing process of things, and that's kind of our background, when we're talking about doing a surgery or doing some sort of a a procedure, even if it's a laser resurfacing for wrinkles or acne scars, we want to talk about what the body is actually going to do to heal or repair what has been done to the body in order to make improvements. So it almost is like a little bit of a juxtaposition of the way we talk about things because in our background of doing plastic and reconstructive surgery, what we are trying to do is achieve a more beautiful outcome, a reconstructed outcome, something to salvage or save um, a body part or an area that may have been burned or there was some trauma involved. And that's really where the specialty emanated from. You know, when you look back in time, plastic surgeons really started doing all of these very intricate type of reconstructive things because of wartime or people that got injured by certain uh, farm equipment or if they were in battle or in some sort of a war and they had an opening in their body from a gunshot or a wound from somewhere, plastic surgeons were the ones that did the repair. They were the ones that reconstructed the area so that it would look better but also function better. So one of the things that is inherent in that entire discussion is that plastic surgeons are trying to make the environment for you better so that your body can actually be the thing that's healing yourself. Think about that for a minute. It's really all about trying to optimize your body's tissues and your body's function to actually repair itself and plastic surgeons are trying to make it that you would have the most optimal result because we're optimizing the tissues or the blood supply to that area. Let me give you some examples so that you could understand where I'm going with this. Someone has a cancer on their body, let's say it's breast cancer, and we need to take that breast cancer out it's involving your breast. It may be also infiltrating into the skin around the breast or even some of the lymph nodes or the muscle. So we need to get rid of some of those tissues or all of those tissues. And then once we do that, we're going to repair it in such a way so that there's clean, healthy, good tissue. We may need to bring a new blood supply. And that's where we do flap reconstructions where we can take muscles from your abdomen with its blood supply or muscles from your back with its blood supply and bring it around to where your breast was so that we can reconstruct the breast. But at the end of the day, your body still needs to be able to heal those incisions, those wounds that were definitely created to get a better result, a healthier result, and make you heal and live as long as possible. But we take that same idea into the realm of just cosmetic things. Here's another example. Let's say you have some acne scars or some wrinkles that you hate around your mouth or around your eyes. And what we're going to do is... Laser those areas. And when we talk about lasering, really it's a very sophisticated way of saying we're going to inflict some sort of a burning, some sort of a um, like an irritation, if you will, to the skin. It can be done with chemicals, it can be done with laser energy, it can be done with radio frequency energy, it can be done as dermabrasion. All of those things are creating an injury. To the area purposely so that your body can heal it in a smoother fashion. And that's the premise for all of those types of lasers, radio frequency, any kind of those resurfacing kind of uh, magical things that we do. But along the lines of your body forming scar tissue or healing capacity is the concept of over scar production so let's talk a little bit more about that let's say for instance you had um a scar on your leg that happened from a trauma and that scar that scar is a remnant of let's say getting cut by a sharp instrument or falling down and cutting your leg open on a rock or on a tree stump and you get that area cleaned up, it gets sewn up and, you know, there aren't any infections that happen over the course of time, but even with everything healing okay, your body puts more scar tissue down over top of that injury than was necessary or was what was, I would say, required, let's say. When that happens, we can start talking about either a hypertrophic scar, meaning your body put down too much scar tissue to heal it, or it could even turn into a keloid scar where your body went over and above what was necessary to heal that injury. And in that case, we talk about a scar in possibly a negative connotation because instead of it just healing smoothly with a very thin, pencil-thin type of a scar, it healed with too much scar tissue. And when that happens, we as plastic surgeons, again, get called in to do something to make that scar look better so that the next time around, let's say if we even have to cut it out, when we put it back together again, hopefully it's not going to build back up to be a very big keloid or a hypertrophic type of scar. But this type of an idea can be extrapolated into all other areas of surgery. So let's talk about something that's a another cosmetic procedure like a breast augmentation, where we're actually putting a breast implant in to give your breasts a more enhanced look. Your body needs to form scar tissue around that implant, because again, that implant is a foreign body, a foreign substance, and your body recognizes it as a foreign substance. And again, because there was a surgical procedure there, your body is gonna form scar tissue, collagen, around that. If that scar tissue builds up too strongly, you may develop something called a capsular contracture where the breast gets hard and it's not the implant that's getting hard. It's your body forming the scar tissue around that implant that makes your breast feel so hard. So we as plastic surgeons again are trying to optimize the environment by doing a really clean wonderful operation. We're also making sure about there's no infection that's going to happen. We don't want an undue amount of blood or anything else like that that could also impact how your body is going to ultimately heal around that implant. And if we think about that in terms of almost everything else that we do in the world of plastic surgery, it's really important to understand why we always wanna make sure you, as the patient, are the healthiest individual possible before coming to surgery, during the surgical procedure, and post-surgical procedure, so that everything your body needs to do to heal from that procedure is being optimized. So taking vitamins, making sure that you're following all the instructions properly, wearing compression garments if necessary, because that's also impacting how your body's going to ultimately want to form the scar tissue. If it's liposuctioning or if it's a facelift, we have all these garments. Plastic surgeons love these garments because we know that it takes a period of time for your body To deposit the scar tissue physiologically. It's being done in a certain way and as that scar tissue or collagen is being deposited, we want to make sure that we are trying to instruct it, if you will. We're trying to guide it in a way so that those fibers that are being placed in that linear, nice, smooth fashion is being done by either outside forces by, let's say, a compressive garment or um, some foam pads that we may use from time to time, or we're having you massage an area. All of those things come into play so that the ultimate result can be as perfect as possible. And I think it's really interesting because as a plastic surgeon that's doing a lot of cosmetic plastic surgery, but coming from my background of doing so much reconstructive plastic surgery, it's very interesting how all of those tenets of that whole training is still so important in everything else that we're talking about. I'll give you one more example. Sculptra injections. Many of you know that this is a very, very cool product. It's been around a very long time, but the product itself stimulates your own body to grow collagen. So it comes as a powder. We mix it up. And when we re-inject it into areas, we're trying to get those areas that are maybe very weak In the skin, it has a lot of little, uh, give you perfect examples are like around your arms, your decollete, even your face. If you're starting to see some weak areas of skin, you're starting to see some crepey skin, you're starting to see some hollows. We love using Sculptra. Even in the butt, we're starting to do some of these Sculptra butt lifts more and more because if we don't have enough fat, To make a fat transfer, let's say, to the buttocks or to the face, we can call on this product called Sculptra to stimulate your own body's collagen production. But again, what's being formed is your body building this. So what we end up asking you to do is to massage that area. We ask you to do it for five times a day, for five minutes, For five days. We call it the 555 type of fashion so that you are trying to help make that collagen be as smooth and as linear as possible instead of having it just form any way it wants to. We're trying to instruct it. So keep this all in mind when you're coming in for any kind of a procedure or any kind of a uh, surgical procedure and know that you being as healthy as possible and following all those instructions are really vital in getting the ultimate result. You've been listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution, and I'll be back with you again next week. This is Dr. Stephen Davis. Bye-bye.